0: We have a new federal cabinet with most of the attention focused on the appointment of the ex-head of Greenpeace in Quebec, co-founder of Quebec's environmental group, equiterre uh, self self-described radical, Stephen Guibert, as environment minister. Well, the question is, is anyone surprised at the reaction to his appointment? Especially in conjunction with the dropping of two other cabinet ministers who were widely seen as sort of middle of the road and competent, Jim Carr and Marc Grenoble. Now, along with the appointment of self-described climate crusader, Jonathan Wilkinson, he's now Minister of Natural Resources. So again, I'm not asking if you support the appointment of climate activists who subscribe to the emergency climate challenge to be in charge of government oversight of the oil and gas industry, along with the production of mineral resources like copper, nickel, zinc, cobalt, which are all desperately needed for the transition to renewable energy and electric vehicles. I'm just simply asking regardless of how you feel, are you surprised by the reaction? Because I can't believe that the Prime Minister or anyone else in the Liberal government is surprised at the outcry in Alberta, for example. Strong concerns expressed by both Premier Jason Kenney and the NDP's Rachel Notley, or in the business community, or with the National Post John Iverson reporting that one senior Liberal, Liberal summed up the appointments as, in quotes, vandalizing the economy, further stating that Business oriented liberals are apoplectic. That's the reaction of some liberals. Again, anyone surprised? I think the talk that Mr. Guibault has a secret agenda, by the way, is off the mark. I don't think there's anything secret about it. He's clearly on record as wanting Alberta's oil and gas industry to be landlocked en route to shutting it down entirely. He's opposed to all pipelines. Doesn't matter, by the way, if he's talking oil or, or natural gas. He's also, I mean, even against the Federal government's own Kinder Morgan pipeline. I mean, there's nothing secret is my point about his agenda. He's been crystal clear. What's noteworthy, though, is the other message it sends. Obviously, the federal government doesn't care about Alberta's reaction. They would have known about it in advance, or the reaction of the oil and gas or mining industries or business as a whole. What's also clear from the reaction of many liberals is that Justin Trudeau's moved the party a long way from Paul Martin's and Jean cretien's version. But that's just politics, so who cares? Clearly, Mr. Trudeau doesn't. But what's far more important is the message that it sends to those capital investors. I mean, do we care about attracting capital investment? Or what jobs in the energy industry? And the economic growth in general? Well, clearly, they're not priorities. As Jack Mintz observed during the federal election campaign, in quotes, the Liberals so far have shown little interest in boosting growth through the private sector, believing instead that growth comes through more public spending there's certainly nothing in the appointments of Mr. Guibault and Jonathan Wilkinson that would change that observation. Or that of former head of the Bank of Canada, David Dodge, who worked closely with Prime Minister Paul Martin to eliminate the federal budget deficit, who states, the policies of the government in power and the proclivities of the current Prime Minister are not particularly oriented toward the hard work of generating economic growth. There's also nothing to address the concerns of StatsCan's former chief economist Philip Cross, who says, Canada's dismal 10-year average 1.5 growth in real GDP is the worst since the Great Depression of the 1930s. It reflects lagging business investment or inability to innovate and build world-class firms and our minuscule productivity growth. But even that shouldn't be a surprise. Economic growth, maximizing our natural resource advantage, or productivity growth, attracting capital investment, which are keys to long-term Uh, prosperity, our standard of living, have never been priorities for the Prime Minister. And judging by the recent federal election, they're not a, a, a priority for the majority of Canadians. They vote for parties whose platforms not only don't support economic growth, but at times actively undermine it. Now, you can decide whether you think economic growth is important, whether it should be a priority or not. Although I have to add that I've yet to receive anything resembling a meaningful answer to the question. It doesn't matter if your big concern is poverty, homelessness, sustainable health care, other government services, or our standard of living. I don't know which one of those is served by a weak, a weak economy. As for energy, well, you're going to be paying more for gasoline, home heating, transportation, any good that's transported. Because high energy prices are going to be with us for a long time as demand increases and underinvestment in oil and gas means supply can't keep up. Just as we're seeing already in the UK and Europe and Asia today. Now, in a few minutes, I'm going to get ace analyst Eric Nuttall of Nine Points Energy Fund to give his forecast for what's coming. The prices you'll pay. I promise you're going to find it fascinating. And rising energy prices are going to play a significant role back to that cost of living. And we're going to feel it right in our pocketbooks.